So you are brought into the number and you're received into the number. In essence, you're welcomed. And now it means that you are part of the family of God. And our sins are no longer held against us. That means there is no condemnation. Welcome to the Fox Den with Terry Fox. Greetings, everyone. Thanks for joining me in the Fox Den. We have several friends who have adopted children from orphanages. They took time to go through the legal procedure, they paid the necessary fees, and they rescued these children from orphanages and brought them into their families. Now, as a side note, I want to make it very clear that I'm not criticizing the parents who gave up the children to the orphanages. For whatever reason, they decided they couldn't raise the child on their own, so they gave them over to the orphanage, and thankfully, they didn't terminate the life of the child. So I'm not being critical of the parents for giving up the children to be adopted. But our friends went through the process to rescue these children from the orphanage, a place where they had no family. And though it may have been a residence, it was no home. And our friends adopted these children and brought them into their homes and made them their family. Now, we see something very similar in the Bible, and it's the doctrine of adoption. And one verse that gives us a pretty good picture of this adoption is Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. And there we see that God rescued us from Satan's domain, and he transferred us to Christ's kingdom. So it gives us a clear picture of taking a person who is not part of God's family and bringing him into God's family. Another place that gives us a pretty good picture of this adoption is 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 10. And there Peter tells us that at one time we were not a people, but now we're the people of God. You see, that verse parallels Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. Now, there are several biblical references that speak specifically about adoption. For example, Romans chapter 8, verse 15. There we see that we have received the spirit of adoption. And here Paul means the Holy Spirit. Now think of Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10, where Paul tells us that God made us alive with Christ. You see, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. Or as Paul tells us there in verses 1 through 10, that we were dead, but God made us alive. And he seated us with Christ in the heavenly places. Now as a side note, if you haven't done so already, listen to episode 5, where I discuss Ephesians 2, verses 1 through 10 in full. Another verse that speaks of adoption is Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 through 5. And there it says that God sent Jesus, his son, to redeem us in order that we might receive adoption as sons. So there are several places that speak specifically about adoption in the Bible. And these are just two verses. And now I'd like us to focus our attention on question 34 of the Westminster Shorter Catechism. And that question asks, what is adoption? And it answers by saying, Adoption is an act of God's free grace whereby we are received into the number and have a right to all the privileges of the sons of God. Now, the first thing I want to point out to you here is that adoption is an act of God. And there's two things about this I want you to see. First, it is God who initiates the adoption. Just like our friends who adopted the children, they're the ones who initiated the adoption process. Quite frankly, the child was a passive recipient. So God is the one who acts in adoption. But the other thing I want you to see is, as an act of God, it is a one-time event. 
So if we were to compare adoption with justification and sanctification, we would see that adoption is similar to justification in that both those are acts of God's free grace, unlike sanctification, which is a work of God's free grace. So let me unpack this a little bit more. Justification and adoption are one-time events. Sanctification is an ongoing work. So, for example, we're not justified, then unjustified, and rejustified, and unjustified, and rejustified again. We are justified in Christ. It's done. We will never be unjustified again. Our sin does not unjustify us because justification is an act of God's free grace. It's done. Same thing with adoption. When our friends adopted their children, they're never going to unadopt them. The children may misbehave. They might even do some bad things, but our friends aren't going to unadopt them. Likewise, God does not unadopt us, so it's an act of God. Sanctification is an ongoing work, so it is a work of God's free grace. Now, if you haven't done so already, you can listen to episode 4, where I discuss justification, and episode 17, where I discuss sanctification. Now, another thing I want you to see is that adoption is an act of God's free grace. That means that God adopted us by his grace alone. We did nothing to draw God's attention. It wasn't our looks. It wasn't our personality. It wasn't our obedience. Because we weren't obedient when he adopted us. We hated him when he adopted us. It was purely because it pleased him to do so that he adopted us. So adoption is an act of God's free grace. And he didn't do it because there was something in us that drew his attention. Now, according to question 34, there are two benefits to adoption. And the first is that we are received into the number. Now, that means that we are welcomed into the number. It also means that we were brought into a group of people. You're not alone. There are others who are part of this family. The Christian life is never intended to be a single-man game. Quite frankly, you're not just saved individually. You're saved collectively. It is the people of God that Jesus rescued, not just you individually. So you are brought into the number and you're received into the number. In essence, you're welcomed. And now it means that you are part of the family of God. And again, Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 and 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 10 give us a good picture of what this looks like. And then let me add Colossians chapter 1 verse 14 at this point. And verse 13 says that God rescued us from Satan's domain and transferred us to Christ's kingdom. And verse 14 says that in Christ we have redemption, which includes the forgiveness of our sins. So now we are part of God's family and our sins are no longer held against us. That means there is no condemnation. As a matter of fact, Paul tells us that in Romans chapter 8 verse 1. Second, along with being received into the number, you have a right to all the privileges of the sons of God. Now, let me take a little side note here and clarify something. Sons of God is not exclusive. This doesn't just apply to men. This applies to women as well. So, believers in Christ are brought into the number, we are received into the number, and we have a right to all the privileges of the sons of God. And what are these privileges? Well, first, we have the privilege to be called the children of God. You see, in Christ, that's what you are. Jesus himself urged you to call God Father. We see that in the Lord's Prayer in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. Also, Paul calls us children of God in Romans eight sixteen, 
Philippians 2.15, and other places. John also calls us the children of God in 1 John chapter 3, verse 1. But we also have the privilege to come to God directly. Paul tells us in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5, that Jesus Christ is the only mediator between God and you. And because Jesus Christ is God and man, he is your avenue to God directly. You see, we are united to him by faith, and his righteousness is our righteousness. And as he has direct access to God, we have direct access to God through him. And the writer of Hebrews encourages us to boldly come to the throne of grace. And we see that in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Now, at this point, it's important to keep in mind that you as a believer in Christ have these privileges. Nobody apart from Christ has access to God. And another privilege that we have in our adoption is the forgiveness of sins. And I've already pointed that out in Colossians chapter 1, verse 14. Now, it's important to keep in mind at this point that you have these privileges in Christ alone. So, as a believer in Christ, you have direct access to God. You're part of his family. You are called children of God. Your sins are forgiven. No person apart from Christ has that. So, why is this important? Well, first, you need to know who you are. Peter wrote 1 Peter to Christians who were suffering. So back in Peter's day, Christians were often persecuted, and they suffered simply because they were Christians. So Peter wrote 1 Peter to Christians who encountered suffering due to their faith in Christ, and he did this to encourage them. And how did he encourage them? He reminded them who they were. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and following, he tells them that God caused them to be born again, and that their inheritance, which is imperishable, was guarded for them in heaven, and that God was protecting them. You see, he was reminding them who they were. So likewise, you need to know who you are. Next, it reminds us what God has done by his grace. He came to Satan's domain, and he apprehended us and transferred us to Christ's kingdom. He took the fatherless, the orphan, who has no people, and brought them into the family of God. God chose us in Christ by his grace. There was nothing in us or about us that drew God's attention. It simply pleased him to do so. In fact, if we look at Romans chapter 9, verses 10 through 13, we see that God chose Jacob over Esau. And what did Jacob do for God to choose him over Esau? Nothing. Paul tells us in verse 11, that God did this before they were born, before they did anything good or bad. You see, God adopted you in Christ by his grace alone. Trust me, if God relied on an ounce of good in any one of us in order to move and adopt us, we would be doomed forever. None of us would choose God. We all hated him. And while we hated him, he adopted us to be his children. And he did this because of his grace. It simply pleased him to do so. And then finally, understanding who you are, understanding this doctrine of adoption is important because it will help you endure. You see, it reminds you who you are. It reminds you of what God has done. Do you realize it's recognizing God's love for us that moves us to holiness? It's not more laws. It's not more rules. You see, in our minds, we tend to think, I need to do all these things to make God happy. So we create a whole bunch of rules. And do you know what happens? We fail because we forget that we're sinful and we're always inclined by our own sin nature to sin. 
the thing that moves us to holiness is to recognize what God has done by his grace. That's what causes us to go, I'm not doing this anymore. Now, again, we're going to struggle with sin, so we never do that perfectly. But it's understanding the grace of God that draws us to him that moves us to love him more. It's not more rules. It's not more law. So understanding the doctrine of adoption will help you endure tough times. So here's my assignment for you. Memorize question 34 of the Westminster Shorter Catechism. And I think when things get tough, this will be a good reminder of who you are. I think it will enable you to endure those trials that you encounter. And then also review Romans chapter 8, verses 15 and 16, Galatians 4, verses 4 and 5, Philippians 2, verse 15, Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14, Hebrews 4, verse 16, 1 Peter 2, verse 10, and 1 John 3, verse 1. And as you review those verses, take some time to think deeply about what each of these verses say. And then pick one, or a couple, or all of them, and take time to memorize them. Now let me conclude this episode by reminding you what Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. And there Paul tells us that God has blessed those in Christ with every spiritual blessing. That means there is not a spiritual blessing that we don't enjoy this day. Now that doesn't mean that we're going to have everything that we want. That doesn't mean that we're not going to have tough times. That doesn't mean that we might have a hard time paying bills. That doesn't mean that we might not have food on the table. But when it comes to spiritual blessings in the heavenly places, we have every one of them at this very moment. He says every spiritual blessing. And he says that God has blessed us, past tense. So as the adopted children of God, you have every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places right now. And all of this by the grace of God. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. You can find this episode on several different apps. If you like what I do, please leave a positive review. Please share or tell others about The Fox Den. If you have any questions, please email me at terry at thefoxdenjournal.com. Also check out thefoxdenjournal.com to find articles and other resources. Thanks for listening. 